Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome in, everybody, to the Big Ten Show. I am your host, Adam Carricker, and I have a special guest with me today. I am joined by a special guest, a man who's trying to keep the streets of Ann Arbor safe because it's pandemonium out there. All right, this guy is a former American football offensive lineman. All right, he played college football as an offensive guard at a very proud university known as Michigan from 1994 to 1996. He's the host of the Winged Helmet Show, Mr. Thomas Gines. How you doing, my friend? Hey, what's going on? Good, brother. How are you? Dude, life is great. All right, you're part of law enforcement. People are, mm-hmm. shall we say, celebrating in Ann Arbor right now. So how's that going for you trying to keep the streets uh, safe, so to speak? Um, everything's going pretty well right now. Um, a lot of our partners, a lot of our law enforcement partners from University Police, Ann Arbor Police. I work for the uh, Sheriff's Office here. So everybody's kind of been applying a little bit of mutual aid. Um, kind of the one big thing that's, that's helped out a little bit. We had some snow overnight, so this kind of slowed some of the festivities down. But overall, right now, everything for the most part has been relatively uh, in a celebratory fashion and, and pretty orderly thus far. So we're hoping that we continue to represent the university in the light that it wants to be represented and should be represented in, and, and the proud uh, history that we have. And let's go out here and have that good, clean, fun and uh, keep the shenanigans to a minimum. Obviously, we're going to have some of those outliers that want to uh, test the water, so to speak. And obviously, they will be dealt with in a, uh, uh, a humane fashion, if you will. But uh, other than that, man, uh, the the student body has done a really good job. We have uh, some big events coming up this uh, Saturday when the team comes back over at Chrysler Arena. So that's going to be a great time there. But, you know, right now, it's it's business as usual. And it's what you expect. It, expect any large university to be going through after winning a national championship in any sport all right man michigan finishes 15 and 0 they win the national championship they beat the huskies of washington 34 to 13 i just want to talk briefly about this and get your thoughts on this game mm-hmm. because michigan jumps out to a quick 14 to nothing lead donovan right. edwards over 100 yards rushing on just six carries 17.3 yards per carry two early td runs puts the wolverines up michigan bullies Washington they had more rush yards 303 right. than Washington had total yards 301 they also outscored the Huskies 14 to 0 in the fourth quarter they outscored Washington in the first and fourth quarter combined 28 to 3 all right talk yeah. to me about what Jim Harbaugh has built up there in Michigan why he's been so successful and what this team's all about I think the first thing that coach Harbaugh has done he's done an exemplary job of building his assistant coaching staff He's went out and, and found some young guns, some former players, um, some guys I actually coached. Um, because of that youth and their ability to relate to these young men, i.e. once they get there and, again, along the recruiting trail, I think that has paid huge dividends for us. And then just the overall development that has taken place right now. We go out, we get really good kids, right? We have great assistant coaches, but just the character of the young men that we go out and get speaks volumes i looked back at the at the rose bowl when we got ready to play alabama and it it caused me some pause just based off of alabama's overall athleticism not whether or not you know were they the better team but i just looked at the athletes and again maybe i was a little bit swayed just based off of the 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 history and the pedigree of of the tide but when i went out and rewatched that game and i saw 
the cohesiveness that the Michigan Wolverines brought to the table. We beat Alabama, maybe not because we had the best athletes, but we had the best overall team that day. Mm-hmm. When you go back and you listen to a lot of these guys, you listen to a Blake or a JJ, uh, some of our older offensive linemen that have been here for a while, these guys came back because they've, they've been on the mountain. They just didn't get to the mountaintop, i.e. the last two seasons in the CFP. So when those young men came back, they looked inward, they looked the man in the mirror in the eye, and they looked their teammates in the eye. And they came out here and said that we are going to play for each other. I am not here for selfish gains and or wants. I am here because of the fact that my brothers, my teammates, my university, my program deserves to win the national championship. And that is what has carried this team through this tumultuous year, actually, with all the outside shenanigans and chicanery that has taken place thus far, just with the the whole coaching situation and NCAA, things of that nature. But overall, the thing that to me is most beautiful is not the X's and O's and it's not the play on the field. It's really just how these young men related to each other and laid it all on the line for, for each other. You know, some of these guys could have took a shot and went to the league, but instead they came back, you know, risked possible injury career uh, ending injuries to come back and win a national championship with their brothers and for this university. So it was a beautiful thing to watch. When I watch, and you mentioned J.J. McCarthy coming back, and he's got that decision again right now going into next right. year. You talked about Blake Corm, because he was coming off of the, the knee injury. Donovan Correct. Edwards is the guy that sticks out to me the most. He knew he yeah. wasn't going to be the guy. He could have transferred to 99% of schools and been the guy, just like he will probably right. be next year. Well, he will be next year. Okay, but it's interesting because when I think of Michigan football, take athleticism out of it. You make a great mm-hmm. point. I think they're just the best coached football team in America because I. it's interesting you brought up recruiting and athleticism because I did a dive onto this. Okay, the last four years, Michigan does not rank in the top five, does not rank in mm-hmm. the top ten. They have the 12th ranked recruiting class on average over the last four years. Alabama, mm-hmm. you mentioned them, 1.5. Right. It's either one or two every year, them or Georgia. Okay, Ohio State, who Michigan has bullied three years in a row, top five recruiting class every year. Okay, and right now they're the only school in the Big Ten. Okay, well, there's one other school in the Big Ten with a five-star player, but Ohio State has five five five-star players. The rest of the Big Ten combined, and this Michigan is not one of them, has Mm -hmm. zero. So I'm curious to see how that plays out going forward. But here's the deal. And Ohio State's average recruiting class ranking over the past four years is 3.75, so between third and fourth. Yet Michigan, 3-0 and the last three years versus the Buckeyes, beat Alabama in the Rose Bowl and played god-awful on special teams and still won right. versus right. the Buckeyes. Michigan averaged 235 rush yards a game, Ohio State 104. Wolverines over six yards per carry, the Buckeyes just over three, a little over half. And in the second half of those games, Michigan has outscored the Buckeyes 72, those last three games, to 31, mm-hmm. more than two to one. What has Harbaugh done when it comes to coaching that makes it so good there? Okay, because you've talked about some of the other things, but specifically right. at coaching football, what's what makes him so good at that? I think because Jimmy is a big kid at heart. Um, when you see him out there throwing the pill around with J.J. Uh, on the interception side of things, he jumps in the pile, throws the buffs on. It's about the relatability that the student athlete has not only to their position coach, but to their head coach. There is a lot of times that you'll see where 
I don't know how it is at Alabama. I'm only guessing. But if you take a Nick Saban, Nick Saban to me does not come across as the most um, accessible coach as far as just being able to talk to him one on one. Right. And and to establish that that real rapport, um, I think Jimmy, having been down at the building several times and I'm watching how he interacts with the, with the players, Jimmy has that. Um, Jimmy has that open door policy. The other piece to it as well is I think that when we kind of got out of, well, this is how it's always been done here at Michigan and started to embrace some of the, the newness of the game, if you will, that's when things really started to take off. You, you bring in a, a, a young coach in Sharon Moore, D1 athlete, offensive lineman at Oklahoma, and just the job that he has done. You're coaching the offensive line, and as a former offensive lineman, I, I do a radio show um, here in Ann Arbor, um, bottom line with Thomas Squines, where I'm specifically just talking O-line play. And it's been years that I've been I've been tough on the boys, um, just you know, calling a spade a spade, if you will. Even this year, we had our our our, our troubles, but the one thing that I'm I'm most excited about was I started to see the gradual improvement. This is a group of guys that didn't come in in the same class. Um, we got two to three starters right now that were uh, from the transfer portal. And so the time in which these young, these five young men were together, now you had Zenser out, um, 53 comes in um, and does a great job at the right tackle spot. And so you, you kind of had some moving pieces here, but we eventually got the cohesiveness and, and the uh, galvanization, if you will, from this offensive line. I've always been a big proponent, not just because I'm an offensive lineman. As so your offensive line goes, typically your team goes. At Michigan, mm-hmm. that is how it has always been. One of the reasons why I came here. Michigan was an O-line school. They called Penn State linebacker U. I called the University of Michigan O-line U. Because of that, and we've gotten back to the toughness and not wanting to play finesse football and understanding winning the war of attrition, winning up front, that third quarter about midway through, you keep leaning on these guys. And I mean, you know, you play, you you know how it is on both sides of the ball. If the mm-hmm. defensive front seven is just giving it to the O-line and you see that opposing lineman looking up at the clock like, Jesus, how much more do we have to be out here? Mm-hmm. How much more of this butt kicking do I have to take? We started to get back to that. You, you mentioned Ohio State. In years past, you would hear guys say, yeah, we're, we're ready. We're going to win. Sometimes I just thought that was lip service. Right now, we really believe. Mm-hmm. I think beating Alabama, yeah, we're going to beat the SEC. We're going to beat Georgia, we're going to beat Bama, whatever the case may be. Again, I kind of thought we were whistling in the graveyard. Right now, I really feel like we believe that. And that's some of the biggest changes is that these guys truly believe in what it is that they're doing. They are students of their craft. They work their butts off. They conduct themselves in, in the right way. And so Jimmy has changed some of that culture. I left under Coach Carr. Um, a few years after that, we had Brady Hulk and we had uh, Rich Rod mm-hmm. and we had those iterations and some things that changed. You know, I call some of that the Adidas era. We're <laughs> getting out of the Adidas era yeah. and Nike slash Jumpman. And we're, again, we are recultivating that culture that was down at Schembecker Hall and here in Ann Arbor and getting us back to the right mindset of being tough up front, both sides of the ball, 
and then being explosive and being athletic enough to take the top off or either to break those big runs. We're either going to hit you a triple or get you a home run. So these are the things in which to, to bring this full circle to your question. Coach Harbaugh, I think the, the biggest thing that he has done is culture. It's not about X's and O's, right? If you're a smart guy, you understand football, you can coach. Mm-hmm. But you also have to now be able to get into the psyche of these young men and get them really to buy into what it is that whatever it is that you're selling. And I believe these young men have jumped into the deep end of the deep end of the pool with both feet and have fully uh, emerged themselves and what it means to be a Michigan Wolverine. And right now we, we are seeing the fruits of their labor. So I have always said offense puts butts in the seats. Defense wins games. The trenches wins championships. I've been consistent with that for years. Now, I'm going to preface what I'm about to say by saying the NFL is a completely different game from a coaching perspective than college football. Okay. Harbaugh is one of the few that's had success at both. Okay. You got Jimmy Johnson. You got Carroll. But Harbaugh is one of the few. But you brought up Saban. And by the way, congrats to Saban on a phenomenal career. Okay. Well deserved. Yes, well deserved. absolutely. Who's going to be the next Bama coach? I think we'll have that answer actually much sooner than later. But I bring him up again because when I went to the Rams, I played mm-hmm. with about three or four guys who had just come from the Dolphins where Saban had been for a short period. Right. I don't use the H word often. They, they hated him. I don't know how else to yeah. say it. They hated him. And obviously he's come back to college and done more than okay. Okay. Right. But you bring that back to Harbaugh is what I'm saying. When Harbaugh was first at Michigan, just the folks that I've talked to here and there, he was maybe a little more stern, you know, not as relatable. And then the past two, three, four years, he's been much looser, much more relatable. Players can approach him. Everything that you talked about. Okay. And to me, players bought in to his toughness, his mentality. And Michigan is the toughest program in America right now with how they play on the field. And that's why they won the national the national title. All right, man. So we say all this. We're talking, speaking wonderful things about Harbaugh. Now, right. is he coming back? Mm-hmm. And J.J. McCarthy, for that for that matter. But is Harbaugh coming back? Why should he or should he not? Same with J.J. McCarthy. Well, it's kind of a twofold answer. I mean, that's a tale of, of you know, a double-sided coin, if you will. Mm-hmm. Does Jimmy come back? Right, because I have a gravy spot right now. Everybody built him up as the Messiah in khakis. And he's <laughs> I love finally, that. Yeah. he's finally lived up to that billing, right? Um, but as you alluded to, he's had success in the NFL before, making it to a Super Bowl. Um, if he leaves, I'm good with that. And the reason why I'm good with that because that's the one box not left, not checked on his coaching, um, on his coaching resume mm-hmm. is winning a Super Bowl. Yep, having been there as a player for a long time in the NFL, having coached, having had success in the NFL. But again, he's been to the mountain, just hasn't been to the mountain top. Mm-hmm. He's been to the mountain top now as a collegiate coach. So does he make that jump? I don't know. If he does, I understand. If he stays, I get it. You like, as he says, who has it better than us? Nobody. Like, why would you leave this situation right now? with the iron being so hot. So, but I'm also comfortable if he leaves, if because of the fact of the great job that Coach Moore has done. Mm-hmm. I feel like the program is in good hands. If the captain decided to leave the ship, 
I believe his XO, his second in command, is has shown he is more than ready to uh, to 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 take the helm. Coach Moore has showed up in three of the biggest games when the lights were the hottest, the pressure was the highest, mm-hmm. the expectations were the highest, and also the detractors were the highest. This is during that time where the slings and arrows uh, from the NCAA and and you know Michigan haters were were being you know hurled at us at a at record speeds. He kept his focus. He along with Coach Harbaugh, because Coach Harbaugh is still in the building, kept the boys focused. And that, to me, is one of the biggest pieces of the coaching puzzle is when you're dealing with adversity, either internally or externally, as the leader of a program, how do you keep the masses of the program focused on a common goal? And that's what Coach Harbaugh and Coach Moore has done. So if Jimmy decides to leave, well-deserved. I salute you. Coach Moore, as we as we have often said, which has always been a motto at Michigan, next man up. If that is in fact the case, and hopefully, you know, Coach Moore will get the job. Um, I'm, but this is another layer. If Jimmy leaves, how many other programs come after Coach Moore? That, to me, is the most intriguing question. How many zeros are they going to throw at Coach to try to lure him away? Do you think he would leave? That, a great situation here and while you ponder that while you ponder that he's already coached half a season as a head coach this year three games to start three games to end he's two and oh versus top 10 teams one and oh versus ohio state i love the fact that the offensive coordinator at michigan right now currently as it stands is the offensive line coach everything that you've i've already talked about verifies or justifies that here's the other thing okay because we talked about the players at michigan have bought into what harbaugh okay, has been, has been trying to get them to buy into. Mm-hmm. Well, if you bring in an outside guy, he's going to do things differently. He's going to change mm-hmm. things. He's got to bring in his mm-hmm. people. And even if he tries to do what Harbaugh's doing, Harbaugh's one-on-one. You, you can't mimic a guy who's one-on-one. Moore right. already knows that. Moore's already had success. He's right. already done it. Why change it? You've got a guy right there and waiting. All right. Uh, now that you've got your answer, I'm anxious to hear it. <laughs> I think he stays based off everything in what you just said, mm-hmm. I don't have to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, I know the kids. I know the program. I know my coaches. I know my strength conditioning coach. Coach Ben has done a fabulous job in the weight room. Um, but the other piece to this is, and you know it and I know it, bro, this is business. This is your opportunity to create generational wealth. Mm-hmm. Nick Saban is, by all means, if not close to a billionaire, based off of all of the things that he has going for him. Coach Moore, if hypothetically Bama says, hey, coach, we're going to throw you $20 million a year to come be our head coach based off of your resume right now and everything that we've seen you do up close and personal, we think you'll be a great fit here at Bama. With all of the accoutrements that Bama has to offer, mm-hmm. does Coach Moore take that? I don't know. That's a tough sell, right? You throw me in, again, hypothetical numbers. I don't have any inside information that this is, in fact, a thing. I'm just, you know, giving you a, a uh, scenario. 20 mil to come to Bama, they're paying me 2.5 to stay at Michigan. Make it make sense. Again, it's business. Mm-hmm. Um, the selfish side of me would say, yeah, you stay because of 
all of the emotional entrapments that we have right now, all of the things that you, the blood, sweat and tears that you put into this, everything that you've gone through to build this up. Why would you leave it right now when you're on the mountaintop? But the business analytical side of me um, as a family man says, bro, you take the money. It's not like you're going to UTEP and no disrespect to UTEP, but you're Mm -hmm. still power five program, um, still going to have a highly uh, touted program. And I'm getting 20 mil. Who wouldn't? So, again, that's that's tough. Um, So to answer your question, yes, he stays because I don't know any of these outside scenarios that I just kind of threw out there um, are even in the works. And I think he stays because now he truly gets to show his prowess as a head coach. Again, you did this in the three toughest games while pulling double duty Well, actually triple O-line coach, OC and head coach mm-hmm. to my knowledge has never been done. And the other piece to it too is, as as a as a black man as a black former player at the University of Michigan, this would be the first time we ever had a black head coach, mm-hmm. which will be historic. Yep. Who wouldn't want to be that be the that guy to um to take that position at that mm-hmm. point in time? So you know, it's, there's a lot of layers to this. This is going to be a really interesting read, especially over the next few weeks to see how things play out. So I'm really um, excited. I'm more excited than I am nervous because either way it goes, I still think we're sitting in a good space. So here's my thoughts on Harbaugh. It's everything you already said and Coach Moore. I don't have anything to add mm-hmm. to Coach Moore. Um, but when it comes to Harbaugh, all right, he's built a monster at Michigan. Maybe he wants to get to the mountaintop in the NFL. What if that's 50-50? Right. I can't help. And I want the best people in football to stay in college football. College football is better when Michigan is better. I miss Miami of Florida as much as I hated them yep. growing up. I miss them being yep. good. I'm kind of glad Texas is back, sort of, as a guy who grew up not rooting for them. You know, Notre right. Dame, I, Nebraska, for more than just the fact that I'm an alumni, college football right. is better when those teams are better. So I selfishly want Harbaugh to stay. As a Nebraska guy, I also want him to get the hell out. Gives us a better chance to win. So there's two sides to that. Roger that. Yep. But here's, I can't help but wonder, if I'm Jim Harbaugh, okay, is this in the back of my mind? Because it has to be. Does he yep. feel like there's a little bit of a witch hunt when it comes to the investigations? They've, they've asked to see his phone, computer, text, emails. To my knowledge, they've found nothing. Okay, they're, we're talking about cheeseburger gate, you know, the analysts on the field, the, the sign stealing and everything. And I'm not saying everyone's a saint, okay? What I'm saying okay. is, all right, everyone right now in college football, you're not supposed to be paying players to come play for you. Okay, it's supposed to be they're getting paid for name, image, and likeness. But everyone's paying players to come under the gauze of NIL. That's what's really going on, and everyone knows it. So maybe Harbaugh feels like there's a bit of a witch hunt. Okay, and I can't help but wonder if that's a tiebreaker. And I'll just give my quick thoughts on J.J. McCarthy. When it comes to J.J. McCarthy, I don't think he's had to show much because of the offense, because of the defense, because of what is around him. If I'm an NFL mm-hmm. scout, how do I evaluate this guy? I see his talent. I know he's a five-star. I see he can run. I see his height. I see everything. But how do I evaluate this guy? In the biggest game of the year, his team won by three touchdowns, and he barely com- and he's a good quarterback, to be clear, but he yeah, barely completed over 50% of his passes and had only 140 yards passing with no TDs. If I'm J.J. McCarthy, I come back just so I can raise my draft stock. Now, here's, my, no question. here's my question for you. All right. How badly... Does 1997 Nebraska beat 97 Michigan? You had to know that was coming. You had to know that was coming. 
How badly does 1997 Nebraska? <laughs> you like how I worded that? You like how I worded that? <laughs> hey, hey, I'm here for it. Now, yeah. I will say this out of respect for you and your show, because I'm a classic <laughs> guy, I would just say that it would be a great game to watch. It was a highly, um, two teams that were highly touted that went out there and they both did what they were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I was gone. Um, I kind of feel like I was a part of it. I graduated in 96. I was with the Arizona Cardinals um, during that time frame. But having played with all of those guys, I definitely would put that team up against anyone mm-hmm. at this at this juncture. But at the same point in time, too, as a football guy, I'll give respect where respect is due. You guys had some ballers, bro. Yeah, you I played guys did with too. Of them. Yep. So, you know, like I said, I'll just keep it respectful and say that it definitely would have been – a uh, beautiful thing to watch real quick though a couple of things i 100 percent agree with you about jj mm-hmm. um jj's mechanics have gotten better mm-hmm. um as he has played but to your point because of the fact that we are such a run heavy uh program um uh, as a quarterback he didn't really get to to show his wares you look at a Penix in that texas game you're throwing 70 yard bombs and you're dropping it in the bucket mm-hmm. you come and play us you can't hit the broad side of a bar so there's obviously going to be some difficulties as far as the evaluation size goes um, for, for the NFL aspect of things. The other piece about Coach Harbaugh, too, is is that I also want to look at it from the standpoint as the president of the university or your athletic director and Warren Manuel. Jimmy, you're kind of a lightning rod. We love you to death. But you're talking this whole money thing, right? And you alluded to that. Mm-hmm. Hey, the players should be getting you know some some profit sharing, all of that. 100% agree with it. I remember when Sega Genesis first came out with NCAA college football or whatever, I was on the game. It was like 75 at left tackle. Uh, I had Damon Denson, all of the guys. The races were right. The numbers were right. Only thing you didn't have were the names on the back, right? Mm-hmm. We never saw a dime of that. Yep. Um, but again, when you start messing with the church's money, people in the pulpit start getting upset. Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, if Jimmy was to leave, is that better for the university as a whole? Because it, it kind of um, it, it, it deflects some of that negative attention. Mm-hmm. OK, he's gone now. Next guy up, blah, blah, blah. We, we move forward. Or does the university's like, hey, this is our guy. He's not speaking out of church. He's speaking in the uh, benefit for the players. Why would we not want to support this individual right now? He's winning. Our kids are doing it the right way. Um, you know, as all large programs, you're going to stub your toe with certain individuals from time and time again, just off of behavioral sort of stuff with, you know, young men. But overall, we're doing it the right way. Kids are graduating. Kids are staying out of trouble. Kids are winning game. What more can you ask out of your head coach? So with that being said, as I said before, there's layers to this book that's being written as we read and um, I'm really excited to see how it ends. Yeah, man, I appreciate you joining me. So when I originally wrote down and you make a lot of phenomenal points, by the way, I love the pulpit. I love that. that that's a great one. I might have to steal that in the future. Hey, all um, yours, brother. I appreciate it. Uh, when I originally wrote down the Nebraska question, I had who would win. I was like, no, 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 no. We got to have some fun with this. I got to reword yeah. how I'm going to ask that question. I'm here Dude, for it. it. Dude, it's not lost on me. Obviously, Charles Woodson, only major uh, priority defensive player that's won the Heisman Trophy, beat out Peyton Manning. And you guys had the toughest right. strength of schedule that year. That, none of that stuff's lost right. on me. The only thing, 
that I'm mad about is we didn't get the game because it probably would have been within a score. So, all right, man, I appreciate you taking the time for joining me. And until next time, having me. Absolutely. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, be safe. We'll see you soon. Be well, brother. Go blue.